The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Work it, make it, do it, makes us harder, better, faster, stronger. Now, 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 that, that, that don't kill me, can only make me stronger. I need you to hurry up now, cause I can't wait much longer. I know I got to be right now, cause I can't get much stronger. Man, I've been waiting all night now, that's how long I've been on ya. Bam! Yeah, you know what you hear that music, you know what the show is. It's Ray Allen Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in course, I'm of course here in Phoenix, living like it matters. Ate a whole lot of Thanksgiving turkey, and uh, I'm sure a lot of you did as well. And uh, I guess I'm going to try to work that turkey off between now and, and Christmas, although I don't know if I will really get around to it. But I at least want to motivate you to get out there and try to stay healthy as we possibly can because it's football season, and I don't need to be uh, hanging around football players in shape. And I'd be, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50. Okay, I'm going to stop. 50 pounds overweight, but uh, it, it's good to be here. It's uh, it's an exciting day in the Valley, as always, and uh, gives me another opportunity to talk about the game that I so love. Not loved as in past tense, but I still love the game. And it's a beautiful thing to be able to come in and, and have a show and talk about it and talk about all aspects of it. And, uh, you know, before I get started, I just want to say, hey, my, my my prayers, you know, go out to the family of Tiger Woods because there there is nothing in the world uh, that is more difficult than to deal with a family matter through the eyes of the public. You know, we all, you know, yes, he's a celebrity and we're entitled to know certain things about his life. But if you've ever been married like I have been, you know, and you want to raise a family, you know, many times you just have to grab your loved ones and hold on to each other and fight through that storm because they're, they're, those storms will come for all of those out there who are uh, so nosy and want to know so much. Uh, you'll have your storms and you one day you'll understand you'll walk a mile on those shoes and you would hope and pray that people would pray for you and hope that you make it through. Because family structure is so important and has always been important. And as a matter of fact, because so many families are fractured uh, for one reason or another and, and people do not leave them alone and, and, and prefer to meddle in, meddle in, in their uh, family circumstances and matters, it just makes it real ugly. So, Tiger, whatever it is, man, I'm with you. I'm for you and your wife and your children. And uh, just trust in God. It'll be fine. Listen, there's a uh, there's something very uh, important for us to talk about today on Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. Of course, we're going to talk about football. And that was some great football. Uh, but I've got uh, some good, dear friends with me today. Uh, as I talked to you guys about uh, a long time ago, a series of shows that we were going to do uh, to get us prepared for the player network event, the 10th annual player networking event at the Super Bowl. Uh, I said that we were going to have a series of shows of which we would uh, we would have some guests and some some people who've actually experienced what it's about. But, of course, all that is going to be uh, under the guidance uh, 
of uh, the man who is responsible for the Player Network event, a man that I've told you many times that I, I appreciate what, he've done, what he's done for those of us in the game because you remain in the game. You're never out of the game. And that is Guy Troop, and I want to welcome uh, Guy to the show. Hey, Guy, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, Ray. Happy holiday season. Well, same to you. I hope that you, uh, like me, ate too much turkey so I won't feel bad by myself. And Without a doubt. <laughs> but that's okay. We're going to work it off. And, and I understand you already working it off because, of course, you're getting ready uh, in preparation for the Player Network event. Yeah, we're about two months out, and we're excited. The event is actually February the 6th, 2010, so we're about two months out getting very aggressive now with uh, player attendance and securing uh, our final list of exhibitors and really excited, excited about the active and formal player participation, one of which is a uh, gentleman you have in the studio with you. That's Nick Murphy uh, from Work Blast LLC. Well, and, and I'm glad that you took the chance to introduce Nick. I had him with me on the show, uh, I believe it was last week, and uh, we talked about something that uh, maybe had a little bit of importance as and relevance as it relates to he and I, and that is uh, we were talking football. But today, on, particularly on these couple segments of the show, we're not going to talk so much about football as we're going to talk about uh, that transition. And uh, so how are you doing there, Nick? I'm doing good, man. Thanks. Two weeks in a row. You keep hanging out with these kickers, man. You're putting your life on the line for us. I appreciate that. I'll tell you what, man. It it is uh, that kind of uh, uh, that kind of month for me. You know, uh, coming into this month, December, I guess it's kickers. And if I'm not mistaken, there was a kicker who made a mistake, and somebody lost a game instead of winning a game. So, but that's okay. But we're going to talk about another hey. game of which you're winning at right that now. That happens Nick. sometimes. Hey, guy. Now, uh, I understand. That. Tell me a little bit about the relationship between you and Nick because I didn't really get a chance. Uh, to get into that with him, uh, but I believe, as you said, Nick is one of those people who, who've actually started his experience in that transition. So tell us a little bit about your relationship with Nick. Well, uh, we met Nick a couple years ago when the Super Bowl was in Phoenix, uh, and he was launching his company. His dad had a long history in, in the uh, human capital management space and brought Nick into the industry. Uh, and I'll let Nick expound upon that. But we met him a couple years ago, and they were trying to get the company up and running. And uh, primarily, uh, it's a web-based portal that helps with uh, helps job placement. And uh, Nick can talk a little more. But I was excited to know that there were other players that were interested in, in really human capital management and helping players transition the second career so the synergy was there and we're still working on you know a tight partnership that will allow Nick's company to get the focus and exposure that it deserves while uh supporting what our goals and objectives from from uh, P&E yeah absolutely it was it was one of those things that just kind of happened by fate and timing was perfect Super Bowl was here in Phoenix and and guys event really brought a lot of players and, and people that have been involved in the game not just players but player development directors uh, PA executives, everybody, uh, into one place for one event. And it was a great thing for us uh, and a great thing for the players. Uh, basically what my company does, and, and we touched on a little bit last week on the show here, we really uh, we give transitioning players a marketing platform to say, hey, you know, there's more to me than just the guy you saw wearing a football helmet on the field. You know, I have a degree. I have intangible skills. I've learned a lot about life and about business over the course of my career, and, and I deserve an opportunity to come in at a certain level uh, into corporate America, and, and here's all the reasons why. 
and uh, and really promote that. So it's been really exciting for us to, to have the opportunity to work with uh, Guy, and and we're excited for the event in Miami. Hey, Guy, let me say this. Yeah, you know, I'm 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 I've never. Uh, wanted to be a devil's advocate, so I'm not going to say that, but I'm just going to come from another perspective. You know, why the heck are you working with football players? Come on, man. These are guys who make a ton of money. You know, they got all the money they need. They don't They don't need anybody to help them with a job. Is, is that true or is that untrue? Well, I mean, I, I would say to you, one, that a, a very successful NFL player probably had a singular focus from about the age of 13 or 14 to play at the highest level of football. And so that in itself has been a 10- or 12-year job, uh, focus in, in middle school or early in high school through college, and then the average playing career, which is shorter than college in the NFL, is only four years. So you got a short time horizon to make great, great money in the world to work, but it's not, uh, in football in particular, it's not guaranteed money. And if you look at a roster of 53 guys, there are probably only 10 guys on each roster that could truly set for life if they manage their money well. So the, the rest of the population just gets a bit of a jump start on uh, their colleagues from college. You know, maybe you, at the end of the day, you, you made 500000 more than, than the graduating class you know, after taxes and all the other things. So, you know, I think it's it's important for us to educate the masses about, you know, those those 50, those 45 or so lunch pail guys that have to do something else. Well, God, let me ask you this. I know you're out there and you are truly advocating for the players and, and you're trying to put the players in a position of which they can be successful. Your relationship with corporate America, when corporate America comes to, to this event, uh, what should they come to the event hoping to get out of it? Well, primarily they should. we're trying to first let them see that athletes have the skills that Nick just talked about, you know, the transferable skills that they've developed as a result of participating in football. The, you know, football players go to college, and the average player plays four years in college, so they have education uh, behind them. Many, many players have already graduated and are prepared for for you know, the uh, they they've met the first step in in having a degree uh, for entry level in the corporate America. But I think I think the most important thing that we we want companies to get is that players are human beings that need networks like like executives needed networks to get where they are. And we we coined it the player networking event because we really want to focus everyone's attention on. Uh, you know Rome, that Rome wasn't built in a day, and no no man is an island. And and players, although they're celebrities, they need support systems, and that's what we're trying to accomplish more than anything. Well, we got a little music there, so that means we're gonna take a break. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I have with me the CEO of Troop Twenty One, that's Guy Troop, and of course Nick Murphy, uh, former NFL players, with me as well. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. We're gonna take a break, and we'll be right back. Two point eight seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we 
We cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Okay, we're back. Of course, you're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm joined today in the studios with me by Nick Murphy. And uh, on the line, I have Guy Troop, the CEO of Troop 21, uh, who hosts the Player Network event at the annual Super Bowl each year. And this year, of course, it's in Miami. It's the 10th anniversary. And uh, let me just ask a question. I, and I'm going to ask this question to, to, to Nick uh, Nick, you know, as as athletes, many times we find ourselves in a position where we're, we're everything is so set up for us, and and we're so comfortable uh, in our own space. But once we get out of the game, and now we find ourselves in the real world, so to speak, and have to conduct ourselves as, you know, the average person, and to go about life like the average person has to go about life is something we're so unfamiliar with. You going through that process, being outside of your comfort zone, were you as confident as you were on the field going into that or was it a little bit uneasy at times? Yeah, I think it's definitely uneasy. And, and the, the biggest problem is that there's a misconception out there that, that athletes are all pampered. And it's not so much that they're pampered or they're spoiled or they don't know how to work for themselves. It's just simply that they haven't had to do it in so long. It's almost like 
you know, being a parent and spoiling your child and expecting them to go to college and be responsible. It's kind of, kind of one of those things, but, uh, you know, a lot of the things uh, that happen when you transition, obviously the big one's money, you know, mm-hmm. you're used to making a certain amount of money for, you know, it's obviously a challenging job, but compare that to the real world, uh, you know, what you're going to make in a year doing a job that really is tough compared to what you can make in a month playing professional football. Uh, that's a huge deal. And then obviously people don't know who you are anymore. You know, you walk into a room and you're just another guy in a, in a shirt and tie or, or in some slacks and, and you got to prove yourself and you've got to create a value outside of what you did on the field. And that's, it's a challenge. It's a wake up call. And, and it is a little bit scary because you don't know how you're going to be, be viewed. Now on the football field and, and as a part of a team and a part of a league, even bit bigger than a team, all the systems are in place. Everything is, is pretty much set up for you. You know, how did you go about, you know, making the, the contacts, building the relationships with various corporations of which you're in touch with now? How, how did you do that? I think a lot of it was out of necessity. You know, part of it was, was one of the player development meetings I was in when I was with the Vikings when I was a rookie. And, and Leo Lewis is up there talking about, you know, these are all the things you need to be prepared for. This isn't going to last that long. And yeah, part of it is probably I was an undrafted rookie punter. I mean, come on, I, I didn't think I was going to be there that long. I think the the big thing for people to realize is is that you're only one play away, no matter who you are or what you do on the field from being in that transition. So uh, a lot of it's just self-confidence. Uh, part of it's time management. I think we're all pretty good at time management um, through college and professional football. But just making it a priority in your life to get better at something that's not just football and, and taking advantage of that time away from the field to uh, to really get better at that is, is critical. So, so Guy, have you, in a sense, recreated a comfort zone for players by creating the player network event, or am I looking at this the wrong way? Well, that, that was definitely one of our primary objectives when we created the event 10 years ago. It was really just to normalize business networking for players. And uh, we thought that initially that uh, it would be easier if players were – able to come in an environment, business casual, network with other executives. Uh, what we found uh, before we went to more of a career that, that you know, it, it was fine to network and have business, but uh, business discussions, but we also needed big brands that players could identify with uh, because they for one of the biggest brands in the world, the National Football League. And so that's when we really started incorporating business presence. Uh, first of all, really more just have a matching tag, meet an executive from Sprint or IBM or Bank of America. We, we've worked into a, a networking experience with a career fair twist to it. Guy, we may be experiencing something that you and I, uh, prior to the show, thought could possibly happen. A guy, of course, is, uh, uh, is trans- on his way going from one place to another. So he's in transition, <laughs> but uh, he's on his cell phone. So if, uh, we uh, apologize to those listeners out there if it, if it breaks up a little bit. But th- let's say, Guy, your event, the event, the Player Network event, and I think you and I before have talked about challenges, and, and you talked about the percentage of, of players uh, that make enough money. Uh, what percentage of players would you say should take advantage? Not that they do, but what percentage of players – do you think should participate in the player network event if you had, uh, let's say, your best wish? Oh, if we had our best wish, we, you know, we'd like to see every player from every every active player that attends Super Bowl to hang out and party to attend our event. 
I mean, what what we found is is that we you know, there are about eighteen hundred players in the league, and our ISVP list typically consists of about ten percent of that. You know, we usually get an RSVP of about two hundred players, give or take. And then you know, as the week goes on, some guys don't wake up the next day because they party too much the day before, and then we get some guys that that uh, sort of walked up and, and heard about it at the 11th hour. So we're trying to do a better job. We're working the league on uh, mass mailings and e-blasts to all active and former players. In fact, uh, the same today correspondence will go out tomorrow uh, to all, all active players and all of the uh, former players in the NFL's database. And then we also have our P&E database that we've had for 10 years. So, we're, we're, we're excited about participation and hope that we can uh, really provide a product that is valuable to both corporations as well as actively former players. Now, of course, uh, you and I talked about it uh, one other time before. There have been some other players uh, who have participated in, in the player network event, and a few of them, uh, you're proud of everyone that attended, but uh, uh, there has been some success stories in terms of not all players end up, you know, broke, you know, divorced, homeless. There, there are some success stories out there, and I think there's a couple names that you might want to mention out there that you that you've worked with in the past. Oh yeah, tons of players that we've worked with. Uh, I guess the one that uh, actually I want to share some research with you. I, we just uh, the NFL just conducted a, a research study with all active players, uh, and I think it, it gives a little credence to, to the point that you're talking about. Uh, or the question that you asked, and it really is about what careers players are most interested in when they're done. So the, the highest uh, career or industry they were interested in was, of course, sports. Uh, and that was at 28%. Uh, that was the highest number. After that, communication came in at about 13%. Education was next at 10%, 9%. Financial services at approximately six, and then, interesting enough, a law came in at, at 3.7. And then from there, you got a cluster of players that were interested in entrepreneurism, restaurant, hotel, tourism, uh, social service, ministry, uh, and then international business. So I, I share those numbers to talk to you a little bit about the player we typically receive. They want, we, we typically work with, they want to stay in their comfort zone, so Many of them are interested in sports and broadcasting, as the survey bears out. Uh, so I could give you an example. Martin Mayhew uh, was an intern uh, when I worked for the NFL. He came in and did an internship after completing his law degree at uh, Georgetown. The former Redskin and Buck cornerback has a, a Super Bowl ring or two. And uh, Martin came in, interned with us. And uh, attends the P&E every year he can. I mean, I'm sure he's made eight or, eight or nine of them. And uh, he's now the general manager of the Detroit Lions. And so Martin had the foresight to do an internship, to network with people in the industry. And uh, he, met, he networked himself with me as a, as a transitioning player. And I'm not taking credit for where he is, but I'm really pointing out that the P&E was a place where he started, and, and he grew into uh, what we now know as the GM of the Detroit Lions. Well, God, you know, again, uh, you don't have to take credit, but I, I'm going to give you credit because, you know, as a person who's been out of the game 
uh, for 20 years now, it is something that 20 years ago many players were in search of a service of which you're providing for. And I believe that had a service like you provide been in existence at that time ago, you wouldn't have as many horror stories uh, as you have. There, there's things, that, and I, I want to continue to repeat it because it needs to be reemphasized, and that is that athletes need role models too. And, and that's in corporate America as well as it is in just human development. So we certainly, on behalf of all players, you know, I want to tell you that we truly appreciate the work that you do and hope that you continue to uh, to do this work uh, another decade and another decade and another decade because as much as things change, they remain the same. And the game is really not much different. The people are bigger, stronger, faster than it was. But the attitude of the athlete guy, he still feels as if he's invincible and he's making good money now and doesn't feel that he needs your services at this time. And I'm sure you found that to be the case with many of the guys. As you say, some of them don't show up because they're out partying the night before. Yeah, well, Ray, and that's, that's one of the reasons that I'm so excited about working with Voice America Sports and working with you and getting players to uh, really embrace their interest in communications. I think you have a great platform for them to develop and hone their skills and, and become competent experts in the communications industry. You know, as the research said, that's the second most uh, – sought-after uh, career for active players that were surveyed last year. So we're excited, and I think, I think through forums like this, you know, I, don't, I, don't, I think your listeners can be educated. I think we can put some propaganda out there, if you will, that, that lets people understand the challenges of career transition. Uh, but, and I think it, as players hear more of others' challenges, and they'll, they'll be more likely seek support systems and help and attend. Uh, hey, we lost you there, Guy. We lost your voice a little bit there. Okay, they be, they'll be more likely to attend events like the P&E. Well, I, I appreciate that because I, I know uh, if it weren't for you, I got Nick sitting right here, and uh, Nick has agreed that he, too, is going to join the Voice America Sports Network. We're going to take a break. I'm going to let Nick comment about that on the other side. Guy, I don't know if you're going to stay with us or not, but we certainly would like for you to. You've been listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. 
despise her, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, is here for you, the fan, to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports. We'll discuss not only the headliners, but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today. It's a forum for the sports fan, hosted by Joe Cribbs, a three-time pro bowler with the Buffalo Bills. Joe is a 10-year pro football veteran, a former Southeastern Conference most valuable player, and a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. We're back. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. Of course, I uh, want to continue to give Guy Troop all the kudos he deserves. And uh, one way of doing that is uh, just to have uh, Nick just uh, say a couple words. Because one thing that I didn't get a chance to tell you, Guy, is that when I got a chance to sit down with Nick, first of all, I was very impressed. Uh, except he looks like a kicker or a quarterback, man. You know, they're always a nice-looking guys in great shape and all that stuff. So uh, I wanted to tackle him, wanted to hit him, you know, <laughs> give him a black eye like the Notre Dame quarterback's got now. a black Come eye, <laughs> you know. But but he said to me in his office, uh, when we sit down to do his paperwork, you know, he said that, you know, sports broadcasting was something that he always wanted to do. This is another example of how uh, Troop 21 and Guy Troop and the Player Network event – you know how it works because because of my relationship with Guy, he was aware of some of the things you wanted to do. He put you in contact with me, and you're here today. And as I said, going to be welcoming you to the network. Yeah, January eighth, every Friday for for all of 2010 at least. Uh, see if I can do a good job or not. But I'm going to have my own show. I, I was a broadcast major at ASU, and I wanted to play football a little longer than I did. But I always wanted to get into broadcasting. So. Uh, you know that twenty-eight and thirteen percent for sports and communication. I would I would imagine some of that could even be combined. A lot of guys want to do sports talk, uh, radio or TV. So yeah, that's what we said. Nick and I agreed that if, if when a guy's done with his career, if they had a contract right there for him to sign to go upstairs to to one of the booths or one of the networks or affiliates, they'd all do it. Just look what all the coaches do. I mean, Bill Cowher, Jimmy Johnson. You got all these guys. They get fired and they they go get a job in TV because that's what everybody wants to do. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I don't think Chucky wants to go back to coaching. He likes what he does on that Monday Night Football with yeah. Jaws and uh, and. Mike Trigger, he he really does. He, uh, he's doing a good job too. Oh, he's oh, I enjoy watching uh, yeah, listening to Groot. He he's transitioned. Well, I was thinking about a couple other guys from P and E that are now in broadcast. We got J C Pearson, that's a play-by-play guy with uh, Fox. He does a lot of the NFL games every Sunday and doing some college work with ESPN. He's a, a, a long-time attendee at the P and E. And then uh, Sean King is a a friend of mine doing great work over at ESPN. These are guys that are just 
network themselves, articulate guys, you know, polished guys, guys who have themselves together off the field so the network can take a risk. I mean, that's one of the challenges you find with athletes and the perception is that, hey, can we trust this guy to represent our brand? Because there are people, naysayers, that, that talk about the culture of athletics being wild and negative and athletes not having, you know, the polish or the skill set that uh, is needed. So I'm, I'm often, uh, you know, like a proud papa when I see some of the guys on TV doing very well. And they, they've actually overcome some of the challenges of the locker room. And, Nick, you guys know, know full well what, what I'm talking about. Absolutely. And one thing you said, too, it's it, when, I, when I went to broadcasting school, you know, back in 2000, 2001, it was you're going to go into a small market and you're going to be this one-man crew and you're going to intern, you're going to do these things. And, and the key to what the key to me to what you just said was, you know, being networked has allowed these guys to come in at a network level. You know, that networking, that group, having an opportunity to talk to some of the higher-level people that attend the P&E event, you know, that's a, that's a big, big deal uh, if you do want to get into communications, if you do want to get into broadcasting. Uh, you know, I'm going to have my own show. I haven't interned anywhere. So it's just, you know, kind of a testimonial to what you just said and, and to the value of the organization and your event. So thank you. Well, Guy, I just uh, want to be sure that before we let you go and you're going to stay with us throughout this segment, uh, there are a couple corporations of which uh, I think you and I talked about the last time, and I want to be sure that we give a chance to, again, uh, embrace those who have been with you over the years. Uh, is there a couple of them you might want to mention? Yeah, well, uh, Bank of America is a sponsor of uh, the NFL, and they're a partner and a sponsor of T&E. And we, uh, Mike Daly at Bank of America has been a great friend to uh, Troop 21 Network event. This year, they're going to roll out uh, really a multi-level opportunity for players that are interested in financial services from small business banking, uh, U.S. Trust, and Merrill Lynch. They just bought as well as Countrywide as a mortgage brand. So they, they have four different offering opportunities within their company that uh, we're really excited about. Um, Wingstop Restaurants is a uh, uh organization based in Dallas that we've had a great partnership and they're still out interested in selling wings and selling franchises. So we're, we're, we're uh, locked at the hip with Wingstop and trying to figure out a way to help them get their property out. We've had a couple of players, Willie McGinnis and uh, Raheem Brock are the two most recent guys that, that bought franchises that are working pretty well and uh, those are just two examples. I'm really excited. We're, we're working on a deal right now with Atlantic Records. Uh, we have a ton of athletes that have really blown a lot of money opening studios and trying to drop albums and LPs or whatever it is called today. Uh, so we're, we're creating a partnership with uh, Atlantic Records that will really educate guys about the music industry, uh, teach them if you're if you're really interested in music, where the where the real opportunities are, and and really hopefully reduce some of the expense that a number of players have uh, sort of thrown at at, at music uh, careers. So those are three uh, three brands that I think were important to mention uh, this week. Well, I just also want people to know that this event is a sanctioned event by the National Football League. Can you just tell us a little bit about that, that partnership, if you will, that you have developed with the National Football League guy? Well, primarily what sanctioning is, it's a licensing agreement where we represent the NFL at the Super Bowl to help their players. 
and uh, we have to follow their rules. And uh, in doing that, they help us with, with advertising and marketing and, and uh, really all of the things that you need to put on an event like Super Bowl game tickets, hotel rooms, travel packages, and the like. Uh, but the, the, the real partnership is around Troop 21 being a you know impartial company that, that is screening companies on behalf and, I, and I, that's a strong word to say on behalf of the NFL, but uh, they trust that we will bring companies that have the players' best interests at heart. We do a stringent background check on the big brands that we bring in to work with players, and, uh, and they're very much interested in us helping players who are entrepreneurs. So this year we will probably have 25 to 30 player-owned businesses featured in some capacity. Uh, active and former players that are involved in, across a wide variety of industries and, and uh, functional areas of business. Well, again, I just want to commend you on the work that you've done. And I think most people out there realize that not everybody has a chance uh, to actually do business with the National Football League. There is uh, a number of prerequisites of which you must, uh, you know, you must pass, you must adhere to. Uh, so to be a part of that team, and, and I truly believe it's a team. You know, I guess us as former jocks, we kind of like to look at it as, as as a team member. And for you to be on that team, guy, we just like anything else. You trust that person. You know, we trust on on a person. Somebody's got to punt the ball for us. We 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 trust that they'll punt it, and that it'll, um, you know, it'll go the distance and it'll go inside the ten. You you hear that phone right now? You trust that I would have turned my phone off. There's somebody who knows that I'm doing this show, and I'm and I and I am. Uh, Certainly uh, going to turn that phone off when I did. But, no, I just want to thank you for all the things that you've done now. Uh, give us, again, the date, the time, where people can find out all the information about uh, Troop 21 and the Player Network event. Well, the event is February 6th from 2 to 6 p.m. at the Hyatt Regency, Miami. It's also considered the James L. Knight uh, International Convention Center. Uh, they're one in the same. The uh, information on the event can be found at Paul Nancy Edwards, that's T-N-E-Info.com, as well as Troop21.com under the events tab. And Troop21 is T is in Tom, R-O-U-P is in Paul, E is in Edward, 21.com. I just really want to encourage everybody, too, if you're going to be in Miami for the Super Bowl or if you happen to be living in the Miami area, you know, just as you're going to treat Diddy's party as, as a must, you know, from 2 to 6 o'clock, four hours on, uh, on the 6th, make sure to make this event. You know, it's never... It's never too early to start this process. It can definitely be too late for you. So, you know, if you have any opportunity to be there, you know, get out there and, and check it out. And, Guy, one last thing. You, you mentioned about some players who might just so happen to, to drop in. Uh, what do players have to do to make sure that they're on the list or do they can they just show up, uh, former and current players? Well, they can always show their players' card, their players' association card, their NFL PA retired players' card, or their NFL alumni card to – to gain access, but there is an RSVP process. Any player interested in attending, well, any person, co corporate executive, player, and the like, can always uh, send a request to attend PNE at troop21.com, and we can uh, confirm attendance. And, and most players will receive, you know, hard copy invitations as well as save the date forms and e-blasts that uh, we have in the NFL database as well as Troop 21's database. Well, again, Guy, I just want to thank you for 
all that you've done, all that you're going to do in the future as you continue to look out for players that uh, obviously all of us will one day find ourselves in a position of transitioning into what we call the real world. Again, I was Guy True from Troop 21. And, of course, uh, we were talking about the Player Network event who will be celebrating its 10th anniversary uh, in Miami. So, Nick, you and I are going to talk a little bit about, I guess, that game we played called football. I guess and, so. And, and and last night, the Saints did come marching in, man. I mean, it, it, it was their stage last night. It was crazy. It was crazy. What a great game, though. Yeah, it, w- it was a great game. And, and, and the thing about it is uh, sometimes the mystique of those great quarterbacks, of which, uh, again, there was another guy who – play for the Saints, who wanted to step up and show people that he's worthy of at least being thought about as being a great quarterback in the future. Because you don't just become a great quarterback in one season. That's not great. But when you get a chance to get on that big stage, you have to show up and at least get people to start thinking about you when they start thinking about great quarterbacks. And Drew Brees last night was on fire. He's he's a phenomenal quarterback. What impresses me about him is his leadership. You know, the way that his teammates look at him, the way that the New Orleans Saints have started to believe in that football program, and what they've done, uh, not just this year, but over the last couple of years, really a testament to how Drew Brees leads a football team. I, I wouldn't say that I've seen a quarterback as animated as he is when it comes to rallying his troops around him since Jim McMahon. I mean, quarterbacks are usually uniquely different in they they just have this even kill and, and they're very calm and they're in control at all times and they don't always show a lot of emotion but pre-game man he is he's head button he's a, he's a man <laughs> he getting them ready well listen i got music so i gotta take a break you listen to rail of sports on the voice america network I want to thank god troop for uh spending time with us to make everybody aware of uh the 10th anniversary of the player networking event at the super bowl in miami i got nick murphy with me we're gonna punt it out of here but we're gonna come back after this break as well CLD won't even get pulled over in they new feed. The good life, let's go on a living spree. Shit, they say the best things in life are free. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. Hard hitting radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard-hitting radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. Hey, football fans, are you ready for an intelligent discussion about the Buffalo Bills and the National Football League? Are you tired of listening to talk show hosts that have never played football? Instead of answering your questions, they prefer to listen to themselves. And when they don't like what you're saying, they just cut you off. Well, that won't happen on the Jeff Nixon Sports Report. Keep it clean, stay relatively calm and rational, and the discussion will flow well. Join Jeff Nixon Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. 
Joe Cribs. No Average Joe is here for you, the fan, to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports. We'll discuss not only the headliners, but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today. It's a forum for the sports fan, hosted by Joe Cribs, a three-time pro bowler with the Buffalo Bills. Joe is a 10-year pro football veteran, a former Southeastern Conference Most Valuable Player, and a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports okay i'm back you're listening to rail sports on the voice america network i'm in phoenix living like it matters i want to apologize for my phone disrupting me on the last segment you know my wife you know, after I do the show, sometimes she calls me, and you know, and I never answer the phone. It's because I turn the phone on silent <laughs> when I'm doing the show. But listen, these are our shows. We can relax. We can have fun. There's no embarrassment here. We just appreciate the fact that you listen so that you can hear things from a player perspective. And every now and then, you know, you'll see it. You know, somebody's uh, doing something and their phone goes off. So, you know, my phone went off. So anyway, Nick, man. You know, we, we talk about football and, uh, you know, if you talk about football and you talk about the NFL, you, you got to talk about quarterbacks. I'm going to bring up something that's really sensitive, and that is that there were two quarterbacks, two Super Bowl quarterbacks who I think from my perspective, and I said it on Kwame Lasseter Sports earlier today, from my perspective, I think that there was a decision made by the league that those two players who had had signs of a concussion the week before and there has been some research now developed and submitted and they've read it i think the league and i mean from the top down roger goodell said there's no way in the world if you're telling me those guys had concussions last week that you're going to put them on the football field with everything that we're faced with right now going into this collective bargaining agreement and and also just you know what the fans may think as well from your perspective do you think that that was a business decision that was made for the league and i know when i say a business decision a business decision that we're trying to protect our players as well and as opposed to the guys just decided they didn't want to play uh, players never going to decide hey i don't want to play so that, that's never going to happen ever um everybody at this level is such a competitor um, whether it was a business decision or not, I don't know. It's a great question. It's It would be nice to think the league is actually protecting its players. Um, it would be even nicer if they did it for the right reasons and not just to cover themselves financially. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it, I don't know that we'll, anybody's ever going to know the answer to that question. So it, it's certainly something to, to kind of think about. But, but see, you, you said something that I don't think any average person would think about, that somebody would do something to protect themselves from some financial repercussions. And, and I think that that's what happens in the NFL because I know this from when I played, you know, you don't want the second best players out there. You don't want a second tier product on the field. You want your best product on the field. 
And I think I, I think this thing is really this, this speaks volumes of perhaps what can be happening in sports all around, because if a concussion is so serious that you're going to take that person away from the game for a period of time, then if it's that way in one sport, then what happens to another sport? And the sport that sticks out of my mind is boxing. Oh, man. You know, so what's going to happen with boxing if indeed it's found down on Capitol Hill that a concussion, it could be devastating to a person's health. And so therefore you can't put them back out there. You telling me if somebody gets hit in their head with the force that these guys are getting hit, it's, it's not rattling their brains a few times. So yeah. I, I don't know. Well, you know. Look at UFC. You know, boxing is a great example. What's going to happen to UFC? That's become some massive enterprise. These guys are getting elbowed, kneed, kicked, and punched in the face. And you got to think about it. And then, and and then another thing that I said this morning was, you know, Ray Ray already said, hey, you know, why are there Tom Brady rules? You know, why is a quarterback being protected? And and from what I saw, and I'm not going to say that they said it directly, but Santonio Holmes. And some of the guys on the Steelers, there were some questions because they felt like I've been out on the field. My my head's been rattled a few times. There's been a few times where I didn't know if I was on my sideline or the other team's sideline, and they let me play. Well, I was sudden is this other person here treated, you know, with a different evaluation than the one they gave me. Yeah, you know, it, it may be the CBA coming up. It may be wanting to protect the players and, and keeping that guy out one week is going to keep him there the rest of the season. You know, nobody wants to watch – uh, you know, no disrespect to, to second-string quarterbacks, but most people aren't tuning into their favorite team to watch their backup quarterback lead the team. They want to see the guy, and, and you know, Ben's the guy. And and I will say this, you know, Guy was on earlier, and I said that, you know, as things, some things change, many times they remain the same. And what remains the same is that players feel as if they're invincible and they think that they should play. We We were taught, you know, no pain, no gain. So if you're hurt, you know, I, I always tell my son, if somebody steps on my toe, that hurts. But are you injured? Yeah. And if you're injured, then you can't play. But if you're hurt, get back out on the football field. Yeah. No, the difference between between pain and injury, that's, that's definitely, definitely prominent. And that came from a kicker, a punter. <laughs> you know? I never but, missed a game, man. Well, that, hey, kudos, kudos. Okay, speaking of never missing a game, I, I think perhaps maybe – there were some people that wish perhaps maybe they, they did miss a game because, again, not everybody won last week. And when you don't win, you know, that's not a good thing. And one of the teams that didn't win that you and I are familiar with right here is the Arizona Cardinals. They they didn't win. And Kurt didn't play, of course. But Matt Matt looked good. He, he looked fine. You know, he did. He, he he played a good game. Give give kudos to Vince Young. I mean, what a performance that guy is. Just reinvent, kind of. I don't want to say reinvented, but he's definitely sparked that Tennessee team, and and they're playing as well as anybody in the league right now. You know, outside of maybe New Orleans. I think when the, what happens to a player, it just so happens that for Vince Young, he was able to stay there with that team. But it happens to many players is when you get a second chance. See, most of the times when somebody is benched like he was, that person who comes in, he performs so well that then they. They release you, and you're going to another team. And so your resurgence of your career happens someplace else and not necessarily there. But for him, you know, he had the, the, the luxury of saying, hey, okay, I think they always felt that he was going to possibly be their quarterback of the future. Something just needed to shake him up a little bit. And perhaps maybe, you know, this injury to Kurt Warner, something has happened to Matt Liner because that's the best that I've ever seen Matt play since he's been here in I, Arizona. Yeah, I, I think Matt has a talent, no question about it. I, you just start to wonder how much of it's attitude when he knows he's the guy and he has the week of preparation with that attitude. He he can go out and execute plays. It's almost, I don't want to call it lackadaisical effort, but 
uh, when he when he kind of goes in there and, and not expecting to do it, he just he doesn't look like the same quarterback. And yeah, but I, I you know, know I'm, I, I've seen him play a couple times, Nick, when he was a starter, and he just didn't show up like he did. Yes, I mean this past weekend, he really showed up. I I think he finally understands that he's on his last, you know, last hurrah. You better do something yeah. else. You're out of here. Yeah, if he wants to be a starter in this league, he better start playing like one real quick. And he he did that last week. Well, I tell you what, the, the National Football League had a couple games that were very good games, as, as we mentioned. The fact that, of course, the Tennessee game was uh, a, a very good game, and uh, it was a game of which uh, you know a lot of people you know were looking forward to it at least out here because we wanted to see what would happen. Uh, we talked about New Orleans, Pittsburgh, and Baltimore was a damn good game too, and, and that game went down to the wire, and Baltimore ended up winning that game too, and uh, I believe that game, of course was at Baltimore, but, uh, yeah, the Steelers and Big Ben wasn't there. The other big quarterback wasn't there. And, uh, you know, Nixon didn't play bad. Dixon, I mean, Dixon didn't play bad. No, he didn't. But, I mean, Baltimore, I said it, said it last week on your show, Baltimore is, is the best woulda, coulda, shoulda been team in the NFL. They're 6-5 and five right now, and, and that's not a team you want to face any week of the season, specifically at home, um, specifically without your, your uh, starting quarterback as well, like, like Pittsburgh ran into. Yeah, and, and some of the you know some of the better teams out there, of course, those teams that are that are heading up some of their divisions right now are teams that perhaps maybe you know we might have expected. Of course, we expected that you know the Patriots were going to be at top of that division. You know, of course, everybody thought that Indianapolis would be at top of theirs, and of course they are. Uh, the Cowboys, I think the Eagles are supposed to be ahead of that division right now. The Vikings are probably probably the not the biggest surprise because we still want to keep that with Cincinnati even though they beat the Browns which was was nothing but uh still playing good football you yep. know and uh I think we can look forward to some good football again this week uh I want to thank of course our good friend Guy Troop from Troop 21 and of course uh looking forward to that player networking event down at the Super Bowl and my good friend my new friend but we're on the same team Nick Murphy has been joining me here in the studios today and we'll be back in january 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 8th january Friday. 8th so uh continue to listen you listen to rail sports on the voice america network i'm in phoenix living like it matters and i'll see you next time which will be the best time Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.